This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We have an update on a story we've been following for a while now. The legal trials and tribulations of David Working, 43-year-old guy from Michigan. His parents threw out his porno collection. Remember this guy, Jim? Yeah, I do, yeah. It was like an expensive collection. Well, it was... uh, uh, some quality in there, obviously, and he definitely had the quantity down <laughs> <laughs> because it was enough for him to sue his parents. They threw out the porno that was left at, at their house um, when he called to say, hey, I'm coming to pick up my boxes full of stuff. They were like, it's gone. You know, what do you mean it's gone? We destroyed it. it we did you a favor. This is going to be great for your mental wellness and your, your stability. Maybe your physical wellness, too. I mean, a lot of chafing with that much <laughs> porno kicking around. Yeah, David working was working it <laughs> a couple times a day, you'd think. To make it worth your money. You, know, you had boxes full of pornography and two boxes full of sex toys. We don't have details on exactly mm. what was in there, and I don't think we need them. <laughs> uh, his parents threw the stuff out, destroyed it, and now they have to pay their son... Uh, $29,000. Wow. Holy yeah. cow. A judge ruled in favor of David, and the uh, the penalty has just been laid out there to $29,000 <laughs> for throwing. This could set a precedent. Now, I, I know it's not pornography, but we've been talking about this recently, seeing uh, old Nintendo games selling for hundreds of thousands, even a million dollars in some cases, old comic books. Baseball uh, cards. Baseball hockey cards. Everyone's parents threw out something that they Mm -hmm. loved at some point. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the awkwardness of this this item or these items is just, it puts it over the top. I'd say for the parents, it may be, they may have saved money in the long run. Pay him the thirty grand right now. Cut him out of the will entirely. That's it. That's you know? all you're getting, son. If if it if it came down to this and he was going to sue you over you know this this type of stuff, I would I would be like, here's your money. Now I'll never see you again. I have a feeling he's been cut out of the will, Jim. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> don't think he's yeah. on the edge, on the cusp. What, once the lawsuit is filed. <laughs> And you are thrust into the the public realm as the parents who threw out 12 boxes of pornography that your son had in the attic. Because now your name is public domain. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, oh boy. Oh, but you don't think it's like my son will always be my son and I don't care what kind of mistakes he's made, he'll always stay in the will? That's not not what you would do? I would assume not. (laughs) Big question now is, does David rebuild the collection or does he spend the $29,000 elsewhere? (laughs) Maybe he hires a team and scours the dump. Uh See if he can find it. Hitting up eBay for (laughs) old magazines. Used pornography is not something that I really think. (laughs) Not a hot seller at the pawn shop? Not something I could get into collecting. (laughs) The Rolling Stones... Mourning the loss of their bandmate and friend, Charlie Watts, who passed away last week. And the band posted on their social media accounts on the weekend a tribute. Very nice. You you should watch it. It's very visual. A lot of great pictures. A lot of great video. And, of course, some great music in there. Uh, Tribute to Charlie Watts. Here's a little sample. 
When the Stones asked me to join, they talked in terms of a band, you know, commitment, in other words. So I thought, oh, this will go on a year, and then next year, it'll fold up. I'm born only a stone's throw from this sacred tub. The Wembley Whammer, Mr. Charlie Watts. <laughs> what a great nickname, the Wembley Whammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, eh? They asked me to join you. I thought, oh, this will keep me busy for six months, pay a couple bills. 60 years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's pretty cool. No, nobody. Charlie Watts used to be one of these guys that nobody has a bad word to say about. Yeah, by all accounts, he was like the biggest gentleman in rock and roll. He was the nicest guy, the most well-spoken, the most likable. Well-dressed. Yeah. I was reading an article about how uh, the members of the Rolling Stones have various addictions. Charlie Watts's addiction was tailored suits. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What a dark hole to crawl into. He came home in another suit. <laughs> Is it time for an intervention? <laughs> but he was, he was a well-dressed, stylish dude. And I always love looking into, like, where these guys live, you know? Like, Charlie Watts, one of the most recognizable drummers on the planet, where did he live? Well, it was a small town of Dalton, farm village over in England, Dalton. And apparently he was a big part of the community showing up at like uh, events, kids' events. Cool. He was part of the reopening of the Dalton Village Hall. Big. Making uh, uh, monetary donations to all sorts of causes in his community. It's just so neat. Like, uh, when these superstars, you know, and you're, you're in, they're just normal people. Like mm -hmm. when I was in Kingston, Jim, I've told you about being at the grocery store and walking past Dan Aykroyd being like, Hey Dan. Oh, Hey there. Hey there. How are you, buddy? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, as a kid obsessed with Ghostbusters, who thought I'd be seeing Dan Aykroyd at the grocery store one day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I bet you that people moved to Kingston just to see Dan Aykroyd. I bet you people moved to Dalton just <laughs> to run into Charlie, Charlie Watts. Watts. Yeah. Creepy, by the way, if you're doing that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Kingston, I'm driving down the street. Hey, there's, uh, there's a member of the Tragically Hip mowing their lawn. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and, and Charlie Watts was uh, uh, valued by his community, and he apparently loved it there over in Dalton Village as well. Uh, greatly missed Charlie Watts. What a life, what a career. And if you haven't seen that video yet that the Stones posted, encourage you to check it out. It's pretty moving. Jim, there was another one of those uh, YouTube guy fights last night, uh, the Paul brothers. Yeah. I mean, it's the same guys involved in everyone, basically. Well, there's Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Which one was, was fighting last night? Jake Paul, the younger brother. The older brother fought um, Floyd Mayweather. The younger yes. brother just uh, fought Nate Robinson from the NBA and a former UFC guy, Ben Askren. This guy was named Tyron Woodley, I believe is his name. Also a former UFC guy. MMA guy. And was this boxing or, or mixed martial arts? This this was boxing. All of these fights have been straight okay. up boxing. You didn't watch the fight. No, I'm not paying for it. No. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But one of our listeners, Justin, has been text messaging us and asking if what we thought about the fight. We didn't see it, so I called Justin here. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. What What did you think? Was it worth it? You stayed up late watching that fight on a Sunday night. Far too late. Uh, I said it was. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. No. Who won? Uh, Jake Paul won by decision, um, but 
Tyrone Woodley after the end of the fight, he called uh, called Jake Paul out, saying that he thought he should have won and that they uh, the judges called it wrong. Uh-huh. And then he uh, challenged him to a rematch on the spot. Jake Paul was kind of eh, he was all nervous and um, making excuses. And then his brother started chirping in a little bit, and then um, and then he he pipes up and says, "Give it an Isle of Jake Paul tattoo. I'll rematch you." <laughs> Woodley kind of eyes him up, and they shake hands, and and that was it. Hold on, he said he, he said if you get a tattoo that says Jake Paul, I'll have a rematch with you. If he gets a tattoo that says "I love Jake Paul," I love Jake Paul. So he has to get that. Before the rematch, not if he yeah. wins the rematch. Yeah. I heard them saying to send the contract for the rematch in the mail. <laughs> it yeah. is a sideshow. He's yeah. got to get a tattoo that says, I love Jake Paul, or he's not going to fight him again, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I... <laughs> That seems stupid, but uh, but this is probably the biggest paycheck that Tyrone Woodley ever made, so I'm sure he does kind of like love Jake Paul, especially if they got a rematch. Yeah, more money for him, I guess. Like, Jake already got the, the win. He's 3-0. and He doesn't need this guy anymore. And I have been watching, uh, there's a show on Netflix now. It, it's like Tattoo Cover-Up or something it's called. So, like, you can get any tattoo re uh reconfigured to look like you get a big snake or a dragon over yeah, that yeah. i love jake paul tattoo after uh, the fight yeah with enough money and enough technology he could get it to say i hate jake paul sure yeah i don't love jake paul <laughs> that would be simple here's a quick fix for you when are these pauls going to start fighting boxers you know floyd mayweather yeah but nobody expected floyd mayweather to lose that fight yeah they're they're gonna start fighting boxers when the money dries up and if people keep buying the pay-per-views why would you put yourself in a position where you're gonna potentially lose yeah justin stop buying those things buddy <laughs> what what did it cost you um i'll uh it didn't cost me anything didn't cost okay, you anything yeah, well, all right good on you yeah. But are you worth every J- penny then? <laughs> you're watching to watch Jake Paul get knocked out, right? Or are you a fan of oh, his? Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. For okay. sure. I watched some excitement and didn't really get much. Yeah, that's why everyone keeps buying these things. They want to see these guys get knocked out. It hasn't happened yet. It's annoying. Today is August 30th, of course, National Frankenstein Day. We got a text here from Dave. He says, hey, Taz and Jim, do you guys think we will see a real-life Frankenstein's monster in our lifetime? Like, will science allow a Frankenstein to slap together some old body parts and make a new creature? I mean... Will we re- will we make a new creature out of already deceased body parts that we can bring back to life? Probably not. But there are people out there that have somebody else's arm. Uh huh. You know, it's one step closer. We're getting there. Heart. Yeah. Heart, Think of all the different eyeballs. body parts that can be transplanted. Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bringing someone back, like giving someone a new, putting a brain into a deceased body and. Raising it up to the rafters during a lightning storm. I don't know if that scientific method will will work. Heck, there. Can, what do you think of this? Do you think there's cloned people out there right now, Jim? I think so. Well, I don't know. I think so. I think I think it's a secret cover up or whoever has the technology because it was like in the nineties when they when they cloned Dolly the, the sheep. sheep and Nobody then, talks and then about silence. the clone. Yeah, nobody talks about the cloned sheep anymore. Like. 
Forget uh, the cast of Saved by the Bell, Where Are They Now, TMZ. I want to see where Dolly the Sheep is now. <laughs> yeah. What's Dolly up to? Probably still alive, but like three different clones later. You know, same same brain, I guess, but not the same memories. I don't know, man. I Especially now that you can... Um, you know, transplant organs so easily. There's got to be rich people. That you have, think like, there's a the island? Double. The yes. I- the island is out there. That is... if you were a billionaire, would you not have a little backup body? Couple uh, couple tazes on the shelf <laughs> in case I need a liver or some kidneys. Yeah, something. I mean, I, yeah, leave it up to rich people to do something like that. Well, let's settle this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline once and for all if you're a clone call <laughs> us now 1-833-829-6546 that's 1-833-TAZ and Jim we'd love to hear your story mm-hmm. what's it like being a clone what's, what's the clone life like <laughs> problem is being a clone you don't know you're a clone in yeah. some cases yeah that's true likewise if you're a Frankenstein's monster call us we'd love to hear from you <laughs> Well, just, well, yeah, just yeah. get the perspective. Sure, sure. Let us know. We won't. We won't out you. You know, we won't, we won't judge. We won't say your real name on the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna call him Doug. This is <laughs> Doug. He's a Frankenstein's monster. Doug, uh, what's it like? Oh yeah, this is Doug. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my family. They don't know I'm Frankenstein monster. Doug hungry. <laughs> Jim, were we talking about corn on the show last week? Last week? I don't think it was last week, but we do every once in a while. Yeah, well, Jim is from the small town of Mitchell, Ontario, which, if you don't know, is the, the home of Corn Fest. Mm-hmm. They, they love celebrating um, corn in Mitchell, and I, I figured we must have said something because I kept having these corn-related stories pop up in my social media timeline on the weekend here. <laughs> like Google's listening? Like, there, yeah, you know when you, you mentioned, hey, I need to buy a new credenza, and next thing you know, all you're getting is credenza ads on your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I figured we said something about corn because I got there's one meme that came up, and I want to share these with you because I know your passion for corn runs deep. <laughs> all right. Uh, the first one was a funny meme. It's two people sitting at a table. It says, this is how you should serve corn on the cob to your guests. And they have attached the corn on the cob to paint rollers. And then they have trays of butter, like paint mm. trays with butter in them that they're rolling the, the corn in. Yep. And I don't think that's a real life hack. I think it's just a fun joke, but it might be worth a shot. It would, it would work. Yeah, I've seen people do that with like, a, they'll put a drill well, they'll put like a corn on the cob on the end of a drill bit and then spin, spin that it while in like a bucket of butter. Yeah, and then spin it while they eat it. But then I saw one person lose a tooth. So maybe the paint roller is better because it's not mechanical. This was more to get the butter on the corn, I think, though. Yeah, I don't yeah. Because with the roller, it would almost be more difficult to eat the corn. It'd be getting away on you, right? Yeah, it would yeah, be, be slipping moving. and sliding, especially mm. with all that butter. Lube. What a dumb meme, after all. Lubing it up. <laughs> 
Corn's just a little too lubed. <laughs> Keeps sliding away. Uh, the other thing I saw, corn, corn news here on a Monday. <laughs> corn news you can use. Corn news. Uh, someone posted this hack on TikTok. They've set a bunt cake pan over a bucket. You know what a bunt cake pan looks like? It, it's got the... Dent in the middle? The dent that comes down in the middle with a hole in it. Yeah. So they're using that. And they're shoving the, the cob of corn down the bunt cake pan hole. So the cob drops down into the bucket, but all the niblets and the giblets are caught in the pan. So it's a, it's a great way to decob your corn. Here's a, little, okay. here's a little clip of the video. See if this makes sense. Trying TikTok corn peeler. It's not really a peeler, it's a. Winter's corn is coming right off. It looks like yeah. it, it would actually work. That's fine. Yeah, I guess you would do that if you had a child that you had to feed some sweet corn to, but mm-hmm. I want to eat it off the cob. That's the fun. Or if you had dentures, false teeth. Oh, yeah, true, true. Might be a good option for Gotta you. Mash it up. Yeah. You, you want to freeze that corn? Maybe. You know, I would just I would just buy already frozen corn. Maybe I mean making the preserves. I mean I'm sure there's somebody out there that would do it. It's too much there's for you. An easier way. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's there's corn news you can use, folks. <laughs> We're 22 days away from this election campaign wrapping up. I feel like Justin Trudeau is probably wishing that it was over a week ago. He he didn't have a great weekend, Jim. Yeah, everywhere he goes, he seems just to be getting heckled and harassed. It's uh, it's a, it's a lot. So this is from Bolton, Ontario. Trudeau was speaking at a, a campaign event, and there was a crowd of uh, enthusiastic protesters who were letting him have it. We'll invest in Made in Canada models, create more charging stations, and ensure that these vehicles are affordable. Was that a lock? Lock them up? I think chant? so. Yeah. Lock them up. And those sirens, you didn't add those in. Those aren't sound effects. No, those are just uh, protesters trying to drown out what he has to say, I guess. So th- those weren't police sirens. The protesters brought their own sirens. Well, you know those bullhorns that have like funny yeah. effects sometimes? I think that's what it is. Now, the other leaders of the, uh, the uh, opposing parties have condemned the angry protesters. Uh, they say it's unnecessary, uncalled for. Uh, I'd agree. Let the guy talk, right? Yeah. I mean, part of it's kind of funny, but it's also like, it's not a productive way to have a democracy. Well, it's, it's not really funny when you're just chanting, lock him up. Very unoriginal. Yeah. yeah. Lock him up. Where'd you get that one from? Right. Yeah. Let me guess. But it, like, if you, you played on the air when I was off last week, the guy from Hamilton, like oh, that, yeah. that was a fun guy. This one. <laughs> This one was funny because it was so Canadian, yeah. Sorry, speculators that stacked the deck against you. You got six years so to do no something, more buddy. Blind bidding. You had six years no to do something. You didn't do anything. No more foreign wealth being parked in homes that people should be living yeah, it's in. Been six years. And you get one point four million. You did nothing, bud. Come on, bud. Let's go for a rip, bud. 
And then the other guy, like so annoying, the other guy starts chanting Trudeau like that's going to help the situation. All it does is make things more distracting and yeah. chaotic. And more confused. I didn't even realize he was saying Trudeau there. Now that you pointed out, he's obviously saying Trudeau to encourage him. I thought he was just going, blah, 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 blah. you know, I don't, I don't know yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's annoying. Like if if like I mean, you can you can respect him or not, but he is the prime minister and if he's flying somewhere to 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 lay out his platform, I think he does have the right to be heard. Forget lock him up. Vote him out. Yeah, Vote him out. Yeah. Vote him out. You don't want him around. Go to the uh, the ballot box and and have your voice heard that way. Um <laughs> We uh, we could be witnessing one of the all-time great backfires, though. <laughs> True, man. You know, Justin doesn't seem to have the support that maybe he thought he would going out on the road to campaign across the country. There's a lot of angry people that uh, we're going to have to go through this $600 million election in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. on both sides of the argument. Right, you got people who are who are liberals, lifelong liberals, who aren't happy about this election. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a pretty transparent power grab at the worst time possible. So it's like the polls not looking great mm-hmm. uh, for the liberals, and they were looking fine three months ago, but something flipped, and uh, yeah, it's not looking great. He's had six years, bud. <laughs> Come on, buddy. I don't know, bud. If you want up-to-date election coverage, you got to uh, check out globalnews.ca. Our newsroom is working hard, following all the candidates as they cross the country, and uh, you can find everything you need there. I want to see you peacock. Let's take a look at sports. We are joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. You wanna, we just talked about them last week, Dev. I want to talk about them again because uh, they're uh, getting up in the Montreal Canadiens business. Uh, they filed an offer sheet for uh, Canadians for Gasperi Kakiemi on Saturday. It's a one-year, $6.1 million contract, and this is 100% a revenge offer sheet for the Montreal Canadiens going after Sebastian Aho a couple of years ago. Okay, so what's uh, what's the revenge all about? Why are they so butthurt? <laughs> they're they're butthurt because Montreal went after their guys, and they're going after Montreal's guy. But to me, it's just a it's just kind of juvenile for the Carolina Hurricanes to be doing this. The statement they put out was the exact same statement, almost word for word, that Montreal put out a couple of years ago. They also put theirs out in French. They uh, had like an Uno card where it's like a reversal, so they're doing that. The signing bonus for Kakniemi was $20. Number 20 is the jersey number for Sebastian Aho. So I get it. You guys are getting back at Montreal for going after your guy. However, I don't know if they thought about this long term because they're going to lose a first and a third round pick if Montreal does not match. And if I were Montreal, I would not match. But also... You're signing this guy to a one-year, $6.1 million contract, but you're going to have to send him like a qualifying offer next year. So this is going to be a long-term deal if you're giving up a first and a third for him. It throws your salary cap potentially out of whack because Cockney while he was a third overall pick a couple of years ago, has never established himself in the NHL. 
So what happens if he doesn't establish himself, which I think is a very real possibility. He's a good player, but he's not third overall good. So now you've got some guy making $6.1 million, throwing off your salary cap that you did just to get back at the Montreal Canadiens. To me, it's stupid. Montreal living rent-free in Carolina's head. They are. You don't think this is all in good fun? You think truly they've been obsessing about this for years? If this is all in good fun, then they are like way too intense because everything they're doing is just kind of like mean girl-esque where they have just been stewing. <laughs> when you use this. Uno cards, you've gone yeah. too far. <laughs> well, what did they do with the Uno card? I don't understand that. They just tweeted out a picture of the Uno card. Reversal. It. <laughs> it was two years. Get over it, Carolina. Yeah, move, move on. on. Like, holy cow. Yeah, if I was Montreal, I would just say to Carolina, why are you so obsessed with me? Quoting a little Rachel McAdams. I like it, Dev. Thanks, buddy. Wow, what in 180 by OnlyFans. They have decided they're going to keep adult content on the website. Who could have seen this coming? Well, now you can see it coming. (laughs) For him. For a small subscription fee, Jim. <laughs> Up close and personal, I guess. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Your favorite cam girl isn't going anywhere. Ooh, thank God. Bethany. <laughs> oh, random name. Yeah, they uh, they decided that um, it was a bad business model to take away the thing that you're most known for. It should be like if Swiss Chalet said, you know what, we're, we're done with the chicken. <laughs> Not feeling the chicken anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's that's off the menu. That's the only reason people go is the quarter chicken. So they said, thank you to everyone for making your voices heard. We have secured assurances necessary to support our, our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change. OnlyFans stands for inclusion and will continue to provide a home for all creators. Hmm. Translation. Green light for the porno. <laughs> Serious sigh of relief for the people who are actually making a living, though, because, like, their whole world, whatever you think about their job, was turned upside down. They, like, ah, you know how to make a huge yeah. life change. Well, OnlyFans gets rid of adult content. You know there's just going to be some other app or website that pops up that does the exact same thing. And Eventually, t- yeah. Takes that entire uh, client base and, and subscriber base. So... It w- there would be somewhere else eventually, but mm-hmm. you got to build from scratch all that, uh, you know, all the followers, all the, you know, all the stuff that you've worked for. If you're one of these people who is online mm-hmm. showing your naughty bits mm-hmm. for money, it would take a while to get that back. Mm-hmm. I love it though, because every naysayer, like it's, it was so obvious. Like that's the only reason anybody knows about OnlyFans, and they make that decision. You go, there is no way this is gonna work, and it only took six days for them to go, okay, 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 our bad. Yeah, you'd think they would have crunched the numbers before <laughs> they made the announcement. Like the one guy in the corner of the office room going, I don't think this is a good idea. Now that guy is totally vindicated. <laughs> Nobody in the OnlyFans boardroom wanted to admit that. <laughs> We have porn? I didn't even realize. What? No, I, uh, I'm here for the articles. <laughs> Sad news. Over the weekend, it was revealed that Ed Asner had passed away. The actor lived till 91 years old, and he left uh, quite the legacy. He got his big break on the Mary Tyler Moore show. 
playing Mary Tyler Moore's boss, Lou Grant, and then went on to a, a spinoff. Uh, a show called Lou Grant. Now, it's interesting because Mary Tyler Moore's show was a comedy, and then Lou Grant was like a dramatic hmm. show about his character. So kind of a, a unique way to uh, to do a spinoff. He was uh, the grandpa character, the old man in, in the movie Up. Not the grandpa, I guess the guy, the old guy who the finds the old guy, yeah. kid on the front porch of his balloon house. Yeah, yeah. You ever watch Up? It, it, I did. It's a great movie. I watched it on a plane, and I was embarrassed because you know the opening of the film where he's, it's, he loses his wife? It, but it's like he grows old with her, and you see him yeah, growing old. Uh, yeah, you know, that montage. I had tears streaming down my face. Like this, sure. is a, this is the first five minutes of the film. I'm sitting between two strangers on an airplane. <laughs> Watching a children's, what <laughs> appears to be a children's a cartoon, show. and I've got tears rolling. He was uh, a great Santa Claus in the movie Elf. And he had a very, a very um, uh, storied career. Here's a little montage honoring Ed Asner. I am nobody's master, got it? I don't want you here, and I don't want you here. I'm stuck with you. The clothometer suddenly just dropped down to zero. There's just no Christmas spirit anymore. He's going to be remembered as Lou Grant in both his shows. He'll be remembered as a very diversified actor who won a lot of Emmys. I was always worried about being a coward. I don't think I am a coward. I know Ed really believes that you leave the planet better off than you found it. And Ed is definitively going to do that. That's Ed Asner's ex-wife, Cindy Gilmore, at the end there. One of those guys who's, he was 91, but he has looked old since the 1960s. Yeah, like Lou Grant was an old fellow, was he not? Like yeah, bald on Mary and, like, Tyler hair. Moore, he yeah. looked like he could have been in his sixties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that was fifty years. I guess it kind of works, but yeah, he's got a he's like an old like guys don't look like him anymore. You know, he's he's, he's a man. Old, yeah, yeah. He's a, you can see him, you know, with a with a army helmet on, or sure. you can see him working like a in pickaxe. a pickaxe, a factory, sure. right? A yeah. man's man, but apparently heart of gold. His co-stars and, and collaborators over the years, nothing but good things to say about Ed Asner, who has passed away at 91. Time to take a look at sports here with Taz and Jim, joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. And this is interesting. I've heard of fans booing their own team, but I've never heard of a team booing their own fans. What? Yeah, this is a new one. Uh, Javi Baez, Francisco Lindor, and former Blue Jay Kevin Pillar have all started giving fans the thumbs down whenever they do something good on the field. And this is in response to the fans booing them over their lack of production. Now, for people who haven't been following the New York Mets this season, they've been in contention for the NL East for the majority of the year. And even right now, they're seven and a half games out. So they're not out of it, but it's pretty much done for them. August in particular has been a bad month to be a New York Met or a New York Mets fan. And clearly things have turned ugly to the point where the fans are booing some of the players, and the players are now booing the fans, which to me, I mean, if you want to do it, fine. I think it's stupid and the wrong move. And if you're heavy Baez and you're a free agent, 
I don't know if this is the way I want to sell myself to other teams where if things go bad, this is how you respond. But aren't these guys, like, when they do something good, they're celebrating by giving thumbs downs? Like, ironically, is that what it is? It's, is that what yeah. it is, Dev? So, huh. there, so if Javi Baez, say, hit a triple, he would celebrate giving a thumbs down to the fans because he's booing them because they don't support him when he strikes out or mm. does something bad. If you're not with me at my worst, then you don't get <laughs> this <laughs> at my best. The thing I don't get is, like, Kevin Pillar in particular. Like, Kevin Pillar, at this point in his career, is on the fringes of the majors. So, like, is this the message you want to be putting out there? Like, hey, uh, like, this is what happens when fans don't like you. Also, Kevin Pillar, you should be used to it at this point in your career because you've been bouncing around through, uh, since he left the Blue Jays, he went to San Francisco. He's been with Boston. He's now with the Mets. He was with one other team that I've already forgotten. Like, hey, Kevin, <laughs> maybe you should be used to it at this point. Uh, well, to quote Regina George, the incomparable Rachel McAdams from the film Mean Girls, why are you so obsessed with me? That he isn't very fetch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we want to end every sports segment, Dev, this week with a quote from Mean Girls, okay? Challenge accepted. <laughs> big hockey story. Well, it's big if this happens. If this is true, this is huge for us, for Hamilton. Be amazing, Jim. Yeah. Rumor is that the NHL is considering doing an outdoor game at Tim Hortons Field. With the Leafs and Sabres Why going head-to-head. That sounds awesome. How killer would that be, huh? Yeah, it'd be sweet. I've never been to one of these uh, outdoor classics. <laughs> Your tune sure has changed. Uh, wasn't it uh, a couple weeks ago? You're like, oh, there's way too many of these outdoor games, whatever. Well, you know. when they're right next door. <laughs> the novelty's worn off with the outdoor games. Yeah, until they come to us. <laughs> one a year is fine, but when you have three or four a year, that's where the problem is. You can't have three or four Super Bowls. You know? Yeah. Can't have three or four all-star games. So apparently the NHL is thinking about doing a Heritage Classic game. Sabres versus the Leafs. Tim Hortons Field. Sabres are expected to be the home team. This is a report from Mike Harrington of the Buffalo News. Leafs and the NHL have not commented as of uh, yesterday. But, you know, this, this story is coming from somewhere. Yeah, I've seen it multiple places. Sportsnet reporting on the rumor, not on the story, but the rumor is definitely uh, out and about. There's concerns about how the ice will hold up in Hamilton because the game will be played in March, apparently. And, you know, March is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. Could be in the pluses, like plus five, plus ten. Because mm-hmm. I know, yeah, I had a few buddies went down to the Detroit uh, one a couple years ago. That must have been five years ago now, but it was... Oh, it's I freezing. Think, I think it was a, January. That yeah. was a New Year's Day was game, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right. And the snow was flying. Yeah, I heard it was, yeah, like you said, it was very cold. Cool visual. I'm sure it was cool to be there for a bit. Mm-hmm. But it looked like a bit of a nightmare being in that uh, in that stadium. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to bring gloves. I had a friend who did and, and was like, what was I thinking? He went to it like he was going to an indoor game. 
Full-on skidoo suit, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the onesie. Layers, for sure, in that mm-hmm. situation. But, yeah, if, if this happens in Hamilton, they're saying it will be in March, and the Leafs playing the Sabres, who will be the home team. Uh, will the borders be open? Hopefully, mm-hmm. Sabres fans can come across and and experience the hammer <laughs> and all it has to offer. Screw them. More tickets for on. us. Yeah. <laughs> you stay. You Leaf fans. There'll we'll be a lot of blue. There'll squad. be a lot of blue in Tim Hortons Field either way, right? Yeah. yeah. That's exciting news. We'll keep you posted if we hear anything else. Uh, Heritage Classic game possible in Hamilton next season. We uh, we had a big event going on in the Taz and Jim listening area on the weekend in London. They had their air show and big success. I was able to go out. I have a friend who has a place right near the the airport where we uh, set up some lawn chairs and watched yesterday, brought my son with me. That's awesome. And it was so cool. Snowbirds, awesome to see, especially what happened uh, recently with one of the snowbirds going down. And mm-hmm. we lost uh, a member of the team in that crash out in BC. To see them in the air was pretty emotional for everybody. The Blue Angels were there as well. U.S. Uh, uh, Blue Angels, the Navy team came up, and holy cow. They were something spectacular. My first time seeing them yeah. in real life. What what was the big difference between them and the Snowbirds then? Well, the Snowbirds planes. It's it's incredible watching the Snowbirds and seeing what they're able to do considering how old those Tudor planes are. Mm-hmm. Like it's wild. You know the Americans, they just like the little more pizzazz, a little more power. Showing off, everything's louder. Yeah, sure. Showing off a little bit. The blue with the yellow, the the color scheme on those planes looks pretty cool as well. Mm. It it was a great day. And and just more evidence for me that um, it doesn't matter where you take your kids. The highlight is going to be the snacks for them. (laughs) Uh, You know, we got these multi-million dollar jets flying overhead. Grayson could care less. He just was concerned with the ice cream truck that was at the air show. Yeah, yeah. You know, can That'll we go get it. an ice cream, Daddy? When are we getting an ice cream? <laughs> mm, I love this ice cream. We get home. How's the air show? Good. I had an ice cream, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're just going to the ice cream store. Yeah, forget the air show. Forget, uh, you know, taking them to spending money on tickets for anything. Just take them to Baskin Robbins. The kid will be happy. <laughs> Uh, but uh, kudos to everyone who who was a part of the air show in London. It was a big success, which is good news because you know a lot of these air shows going away, but thriving in in the Taz and Jim listening area. And highly recommend wherever you are next time London has their air show, get yourself some tickets and go check it out and try the ice cream. It's really good. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.